This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So this week's podcast episode is a very, very juicy one. Before we get stuck into it, I do just want to say that I will be giving away or letting you guys know who the winner is of this month's Gymshark voucher. Now to be in the running for that, all you need to do is leave a rating, a review, screenshot that, send that through to me and you could win a $100 Gymshark voucher. I'm also going to be answering a listener question at the end of this episode too. So make sure to hang around to hear that. Alrighty, let's get stuck into it. So I get so many questions about sex. Yes, that's what we're talking about today. Sex. If you have little ears around, look, I'm not going to get into anything graphic. This is not going to be, I don't know, sex education, but it is going to be, I guess I'm going to share a little bit about my story, maybe why you might be struggling in this area of your life, and then some wisdom or tips and tricks that I can share that I hope will help you guys. By no means am I an expert in this field. I am not an expert. I will be bringing on somebody that is an expert and maybe what I'll do is pop a question box on my Instagram and you guys can ask me some questions and they can answer it. But look, I I have obviously lived a life. I'm 31 now and I have experienced times in my life where libido has been non-existent and then times in my life where um, my libido has been really healthy. And so there's been some external things that have influenced that. And that's kind of what I want to chat about today. So first of all, if you are my mother, if you are my brother, if you're my father, if you are my auntie, I need you to stop listening right now, please. Thank you very much. No family members listen to this podcast episode. I mean, if you do, that's weird, but I'm warning you that I don't think this content is for you. Okay, so we've got that out the way. Let's get stuck into it. The first thing I want to talk about is the benefits of sex for women. A healthy sexual life does impact our overall health. So we know that sex will help lower stress. It can help boost your immune system. It can also help lower your blood pressure. It improves your heart health, so your cardiovascular health as well. It helps with sleep. And funny enough, the more sex you have, the higher your libido. So the more sex you have, the more sex you want. Uh, It also works your pelvic floor. You then also, you know, if we talk about relationships, you can build intimacy and a stronger connection with your partner. Um, it's actually really good for your brain as well. So as you age, remaining sexually active can really help with your cognitive functioning and ability, which is very interesting. And then lastly, look, it can be a form of cardio and can burn calories. (laughs) Not that that's the main reason we're doing it, but look, it is a benefit. You are staying active in some capacity by doing it. And I guess it depends on, you know, what you're doing. But you get my point. So all that aside, we know that it's good for us and it's a part of a a healthy person, a healthy relationship. And it is something that really we should all be desiring. And so for a lot of women out there, they don't desire to have sex. They don't have a drive for it. And it may even be something even for you that you don't even think about. Now, if I think back about my own journey, 
I had spent years really feeling like I could go for the rest of my life without having sex. I just had no sexual drive and just was not interested whatsoever. Now, there were reasons as to why that was, which I'm going to delve deeper into later. However, I want to start off with talking about our relationship with sex and um, our sexuality. And this can really be impacted by the way that we're brought up and in the environment that we are around. So I think nowadays it's great because there is a lot of positive talk around girls and sex, but I still truly believe that there's a really big stigma um, around women that own their sexuality. Unfortunately, you still hear derogatory terms like the word slut, hoe, and I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but... Um, I know that that is still thrown around for someone that, for a female that really enjoys to have sex and maybe has more sexual partners than a guy, well, has maybe the same amount of sexual partners as a guy. It just is, for whatever reason, in our society, more acceptable for men to own their sexuality, to have different sexual partners, lots of sexual partners. But if a girl does that, unfortunately, she is labeled as potentially one of those names. And it's really interesting to think about, and I don't really know why that has started. I think the way that men view sex and the way that women view sex might be different. And the way, and I'm also generalizing here, by the way, I'm not saying all men think this way, but I think there is still a really big stigma. And so as a female, we have that in the back of our minds, right? We don't want to be a slut. We don't want to be a hoe. We don't want to be Um, not chosen by a guy because we have chosen to maybe have more sexual partners than they like. And so sometimes that means that we can suppress that side of us. Now, talking about this, I also want to talk about hookup culture because this really ties into hookup culture. And I don't know, you might be listening to this married or um, maybe not single. And so this might not apply to you. But to anyone that is single, I actually think hookup culture isn't necessarily the greatest thing, especially for women. So there seems to be this belief that when a guy is looking for a girl to settle down with and to marry, he doesn't want her to have a high body count. So he doesn't want her to have slept around and had lots of different sexual partners. However, when we look at hookup culture, that is a lot of just a a sexual experience that we're exchanging between two people. And that seems to be okay in that capacity. However, what about if that person or one of those, you know, whether it's the guy or the girl, and um, you know, I'm talking, I guess, from a female's perspective here, whether she wants to actually pursue somebody. Unfortunately, I think in some situations within hookup culture, you know, that's just not how it goes down. It's kind of like the sexual act happens and then that is it. Now, if that's all you want, and I know a lot of girls do just want that, then that's completely okay. But From my perspective and from what I've heard from friends, and I'm going to touch on my own experience shortly, but um, that can be hard because sometimes we can form connections with people and that's scientific. We know that through having sex, we do build a bond with somebody. Now, what I also know is that the more sex you have, the more casual sex you have, the it's kind of like that's weakened right so initially when you first start having sex you do build that bond and then as time goes on you have more sex um casual sex i'm talking about here then you actually that bond is kind of like weakened you don't really have a connection with someone and so sex can feel very transactional and there's no real meaning behind it now 
I just want to preface this by saying I'm not pushing any of my own values or beliefs. However, I just think it's something to be mindful of. I think if we chase after short-term gratification and pleasure and lust, that's okay and that is absolutely your decision. But I think there's consequences to all of our actions. And I think some of those consequences can be a bit of baggage. I think bad experiences. I believe that sex between a couple is more enjoyable is a better experience than just a casual hookup where you don't really know that person and sometimes like over time that can that can affect you in different ways now once again it's your prerogative and it's funny because I at the beginning of this podcast I was talking about girls being labeled as sluts and hoes when they're choosing to have more casual sex but now I'm talking about maybe how that's not a good idea And once again, I'm not really actually putting my, I'm not judging either or like whatever your decision is, you do you, right? However, I think in like this day and age where women are feeling more liberated and we have the ability to kind of have sex more without being looked down upon, which sort of still does happen, but it's kind of okay more now. I would say like, don't feel like you need to do that. And if people around you are doing that and that's making them happy, that's awesome. But I actually don't think that makes a lot of people happy. And I think people that spend a lot of time just hooking up, they realized after a few years of doing that, that it's pretty empty and you kind of really get over it. So that's my first point. I think how you view sex, how you view that transaction and in what kind of relationship you are in or the connection that you're having with the person is going to impact how you view it. I never want anybody to think that because society says that women should be able to have sex with whoever they want, whenever they want. You do that. If you want to do that, like go for it. I am not, once again, putting any judgment on anyone, but don't think that you have to do that as well. I think it's really important to be in control and understand that you make every single one of your decisions. And if something doesn't feel right, or you're just not into it you want to wait a little bit longer then that's totally cool as well or if you just want to get straight into it then that is also something that you can do but everything is your decision and um, I guess it all comes down to what you're hoping to get out of that act right all right so that's just like a little bit of a rant that I'm going to just put aside now and move on all right so let's talk about our relationship with our own sexuality and I think a lot of this can come down to the way that sex was talked about in the way uh, that we grew up and the people that were around us so I'll talk about my own experience so I the what I knew of sex was like baby making right so like this is how you know this is how you make a kid I don't need to tell you I'm sure you all know right that was kind of like the extent of it and it was also very much focused on the man and how men love to have sex and I went to very strict Christian school so it was very much about like don't tempt a man you know girls shouldn't wear certain things because a man might not be able to control his urges which is a very very weird concept now that I'm an adult there's a lot of red flags there but that's kind of what I was told right so the woman just like has sex with their partner to make them happy but there was no talk about female pleasure and I didn't even realize that women orgasmed I just thought men orgasmed until I orgasmed and I was like holy cow uh what on earth was that like I was was blown away I was like why has no one told me about this earlier like what the hell is this magic like this 
wizard stuff. Like this is not of this world. Anyway, and then I realized, oh, okay, like, wow, this should be enjoyable for me as well. And how come no one ever told me about this? And because there was no real talk about female pleasure, it was kind of like something you had to keep, um, I guess, within you and not talk about. But then also there's like a bit of shame around that as well. It's like, oh, should I enjoy it? Don't, don't boys like only enjoy it? Shouldn't I just be like the nagging or like the girl that's like rolling her eyes and the guy approaches her like, oh, yeah, okay, let's get this over and done with. Like, why can't I like it? And why can't I potentially instigate things? But that was never really talked about in the way that I was brought up. So, you know, and I think times are changing. Like, like I said, I came from a very religious like household. And so things like that just wasn't talked about. Like it wasn't talked about how a woman should really find out what she enjoys sexually and own her own sexuality. And that is something if I ever have a daughter, I'm going to be super honest and open with her about because the more that we don't talk about that, the more taboo it feels. And why should we? It's just a part of life. And why should men enjoy sex more than women should enjoy sex? And this really comes down to exploring your own sexuality and figuring out like what you like, what you don't like and it being fun. But I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. I want to now talk about reasons why you might not have much of a libido. Okay, so let's talk about self-confidence. This is a big one. Sex is a very intimate act. Very intimate. I mean, usually naked, right? Hello, there we go. Me in all my glory. Now, I think from a man's perspective, if he's gotten you to the point where you guys are having sex, he's fairly keen on you. Like, he rates you. But I think it's how we feel about ourselves in that moment. And it's understandable because it's quite confronting. And I think this is probably going back to the point where if you're choosing to have sex with someone and, and maybe if it is a casual hookup, that's where I feel you can feel a little bit more self-conscious because you don't really know that person. You don't know what they're thinking. But this can also show itself in relationships where you're in a committed relationship as well and you just feel so uncomfortable in your body. If you're feeling that way, there is no way you're going to feel comfortable enough to enjoy it. And this is something to also keep in mind as we all know that in order to have sex, for things to happen the way that they need to happen, we need to be nice and relaxed, ladies. We need to be nice and relaxed and in the moment. And if you're uptight and you're stressed and you're tense, it's not going to be enjoyable. Working on body image and the way that you view yourself is going to be really important. And I think this is where we really want to tap into that sexual side of us, where we feel like we can own that part of us. We are sexual beings and we can provide pleasure to somebody else. And that's awesome. You want to kind of really hold on to that and know that really when it comes down to someone being attracted to you, yes, like the physical is really important, but the fact that they're there is that they're into you, right? But on top of that, it's confidence and it's your performance and the way you know you give in sex and the way that you receive. And if you're enjoying yourself, it's so much more enjoyable for both parties. If you are, if it's just one sided and someone's like trying to enjoy themselves and the other person's like, let's get this over and done with, or I feel really self conscious, it's not an enjoyable thing. It's kind of like a bit of a killjoy, really. You know, even if you think about it, times when you've had sex, if the other person was just like, I'm not into this and looks super uncomfortable, it kind of just kills the mood. And so that will then mean you're having pretty boring or not so great sexual experiences, which then can maybe put you off from having more sex. So self-confidence is really, really big here. The next point I just want to touch on very, very briefly is 
sexual harassment, sexual assault in your past. And I'm not qualified to chat about this, but that definitely um, can impact how you feel, what your relationship is like with sex and with somebody else as well. Um, Like I said, this is not something I'm qualified to chat about, but something that I think does play a role in some people's adult life, um, particularly if there's been issues in childhood or even as an adult, if you've had really bad, scary sexual experiences, then you can really connect that negative feeling towards any future connection, sexual experiences or connections that you have with other people moving forward. Okay. The last thing I want to touch on is hormonal issues. This is huge, 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 huge. And I touched on how I really struggled with my own libido. I remember just like feeling like I could never, ever have sex ever again. Like I was like, this is just like not needed. It was just non-existent. And I wasn't having a period at this time. I was underweight. I was over-exercising. And actually there was periods when I was getting my cycle, but I was still over-exercising. And all of that still messes with your hormones because you just don't have the energy. Your body doesn't have spare calories to put towards that because it's not really essential. So you might be getting an irregular cycle. You might not have a cycle at all, but if you're also under eating, right, then that's also going to suffer. If you're over-exercising, you're not going to have energy for it. And usually when you're in that cycle, you're also not very happy. So you add into that, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling anxious and your sex drive is just going to be non-existent. And this is really where you need to weigh up what's important for you. Do you want to live your life obsessed with exercise, under-eating, not getting a cycle, being skinny quote unquote or weighing a certain amount but then actually just having no zest for life and not enjoying life's pleasures I mean that's a pretty boring sad way to live your life and it's really not worth it even if you were to put on let's just say 10 pounds right and things go back to normal your hormones are sweet and you're enjoying having sex like that's awesome and the more you enjoy having sex I really truly believe that does help build your self-confidence as well so even though you might be a little bit heavier you learn to love yourself you start to see how someone else is also desiring you and that maybe this idea in your head of you looking a certain way and therefore being more desirable is actually just like bullcrap now the other thing to keep in mind as well is that obviously during pregnancy during breastfeeding also we will feel less in the mood and that's just is pretty normal. Um, they're just periods of our life where we do have a shift in our hormones and our priorities are different. And we're probably also very sleep deprived. Can I just touch on the fact that some women when they're pregnant are incredibly horny? That can happen. It just depends. It's like potluck, you know? So that's also just something to keep in mind. If you are in that stage of your life, just communicate with your partner. Know it's not going to last forever. It will come to an end. And I think motherhood's a funny one as well because you can feel like you lose your identity and you can also feel like you don't feel like a sexual being anymore. I mean, you've got like this kid attached to you or even during pregnancy, like you just feel ugh. Then you have the baby, you've got this baby constantly attached to you, like sucking your boobs and you just don't feel, it can feel weird making that transition from that to then going and being intimate with a partner because you just, you're redefining who you are. It's such a funny time in our lives. And I think we need to be really patient with ourselves and just show ourselves some grace. And if you do have a supportive partner, which you should do during that time, communication is really going to be key. All right, so now we've got all that aside. They are the main reasons I think that most women struggle with a low libido. Now I'm going to get into the juicy stuff, which is my tips to improve your sex life. <laughs> like the expert I am, book coming out next year. Not really. All right, so 
First of all, I think owning your sexuality is the most important thing and building confidence in what you like and being confident also enough to tell people what you like. Just like any area of who you are, your character, when you feel really firm and aware of that part of you, then you go into any situation backing yourself. If you don't feel very confident with who you are sexually, you don't really know what you like, you don't know how to ask for what you like, then the experience isn't going to be great. And this is going to come down to really just exploring. And I think this is done best in a safe relationship, even on your own. But you want to be able to get to know yourself. And I know some of us can feel a little bit weird about that, but like there are ways for us to be able to get in touch with our sexuality, figure out like what feels really good because sex is an incredible thing. Like it's, it's one of the pleasures of life and our bodies are amazing. And as women, we've got this ability to orgasm, which is like such an incredible, amazing experience. We are mysterious creatures in that it's different for all of us. So some of us can orgasm through penetration. A lot of us can't. I think it's like 80 or 70 or 80% of women cannot orgasm through, you know, um, did we say DNV or PNV? You know what I'm trying to say, right? We need other things like clitoris stimulation. For some of us, that's what we need in order to orgasm. But, you know, you can have great sexual experiences without orgasming either. I know for some girls, it can be really difficult to reach that point, but there are still ways for us to enjoy sex. I mean, you can have pleasure during sex and not orgasm as a female. We've got like the G spot and I think it's like the A spot, which is a little bit higher up. Um, So there are other ways to enjoy things, right? And it doesn't always, if you do struggle with orgasming, and I know some girls really do and actually can't, once again, it comes down to communication and you really exploring yourself, knowing what works for you, knowing what doesn't really work for you and owning that and then communicating that and not feeling like embarrassed or ashamed, but owning it. This kind of leads into my next point, which is like sex is for you too, you know, like it is for you. You should enjoy it. You should take ownership of it. You should be able to go into it knowing it's going to be a great experience. And even, you know, I feel like good sex is about give and take. It shouldn't always be about you or it shouldn't always be about the other person. Ladies, we are not selfish lovers, right? But it shouldn't always be about the other person. But if you're not really communicating with your partner what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, then really it's just kind of like passing the time and getting it over and done with. And maybe they are getting something from it, but you're really not getting something from it. It's just such a great opportunity to have an amazingly fun, enjoyable, pleasurable time. And I want you guys to take hold of it because it's the best. And that leads into my third point. Can you hear I'm getting excited? I'm getting excited. Not in that way. Just excited, you know, like energy wise. Okay. Um, last point is sex should be fun. Sex should be fun. It should not feel like a chore. And if it's feeling like a chore, then you want to think about why that is. Do you feel like you don't have a connection with the person that you're having sex with? Do you find that it's not pleasurable at all? And this is a really important point because what gets women in the mood, what gets us horny ladies is not what gets men horny. Classic example is a man gets sent a nude, right, of a female 
that's arousing for him. A woman gets a dick pic and we laugh or we go, ew, didn't want to say that, right? Like we're not really, and maybe actually I'm, I'm speaking for the majority here. I think there's definitely women that do enjoy that. But the majority of women, and maybe from like my own experience, is like that's not particularly arousing. There needs to be a connection there for whatever that looks like to you. And you need to kind of be, without it sounding weird, groomed or like ready to want to have sex. And that happens. That's the way that our body works as females, right? And if we go into any kind of sexual experience not feeling aroused, it's actually not going to be enjoyable. So you want to ensure, and this is important, what makes you feel like you want to have sex what gets you in the mood is it feeling connected with your partner is it a certain way that they touch you is it a lot of foreplay these are the things that you need to communicate so that you can actually enjoy sex but if you're just going into it to get it over and done with and there's none of that and the partner that you're with and by the way I'm I'm talking about a male and female relationship here purely because that's the experience I've had I can't talk about same sex sex um but with a male and female maybe he is feeling aroused because he thinks you look hot or whatever but you're like not even there and so the whole experience isn't really going to feel that pleasurable for you because you kind of haven't prepped and primed your body for that and sometimes when we just don't have a sex drive or we don't feel that need to want to have sex like we don't even really know what gets us in the mood and this is where like exploring is really important and hey you know bring some toys into the bedroom as well I think they're fantastic like they're great and some of us need that sort of stuff in order to climax and I think they're a great investment and don't feel ashamed if you do need to use that sort of stuff it means that you're going to enjoy yourself then absolutely go for it and keep in mind if you're enjoying yourself the person that you are being intimate with is going to enjoy you enjoying yourself. So it's, you know, wins all around. So to wrap up this podcast episode, look, like I said, I am no expert in the field. However, I love sex. I enjoy it quite a lot. And I think it's one of the best things about life. It's so much fun. And I want all of you guys to feel the same way. But if you're not looking after your body properly, if you don't know yourself, if you don't feel sexually confident, now is the time to start working on that. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. But I think being in a safe relationship or whoever you are choosing to be intimate with, there needs to be an element of trust there. You need to be able to communicate and feel confident that the person that you're communicating with is going to to hear you and also wants the experience to be mutually enjoyable. Okay, ladies, I hope that's been helpful. Um, don't panic if you find that you have a very low libido. Just know you're not alone. It's very, very common, but it doesn't need to be that way. And I would highly encourage you to start working on that part of your life because it's really going to impact the quality of your life and the enjoyment. It's a huge part of your health and it is really important to make sure that you are looking after it. You don't disregard it and just think it's going to be like this forever absolutely not all right that is enough sex education with coach tash let's get into this week's listener question this week's question comes from marie marie asks i've been getting full before hitting my calories when trying to increase from 1500 to 2000 i've been adding more protein in my diet 30 grams per meal and it's causing me to get fuller quicker 
What should I do? This is very, very common, especially as we start to increase calories, but as well protein. This is the time when you want to start thinking about how you're increasing your calories. So instead of it coming from foods that are quite low calories, so maybe you've always added lots of vegetables in or you've gone for chicken breast, go for fattier cuts of meat, go for chicken thigh, chicken drumsticks. You're going to be able to get more calories in without the volume saying a lot because when we have a lot of volume, that's what really fills up our tummy and makes us feel full. Going for, you know, normal sources, not sugar-free sources, sneaky things like that, adding in rice instead of going for cauliflower rice, adding in fats, olive oil, getting a tablespoon of olive oil and drizzling that on your food. That's 120 calories just from that. And that's a really easy way to get extra calories in without feeling really full. And now I want to announce December's Gymshark voucher and it is going to Eastside... Oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce your name. E-P-I-C-U-R-E-A-N. That is your Instagram handle. You sent me an Instagram DM with your beautiful review. Please send me a DM and we will get that voucher out to you. All right, that is it from me, guys. Big love, Coach Tash. Coach Tash.